Hey guys, it's me, P. And me, S. And you're listening to the Girl on Girl podcast. But it's not what you think. But also, it's kind of what you think. Hi guys, how's it going? I know it's been, uh, I've been slacking, not gonna lie. It's been a hot second since I posted an episode, but your girl P has been very, very busy. No excuse, <laughs> definitely not trying to have an excuse over here, but um, I did start a new job about a few weeks ago. This is my third week now, and it's been just quite demanding. I feel like my whole energy has kind of been put into that. And then by the time I sign off, I've just been like wanting to chill, you know, and it's just an important reminder to, you know, have some R&R, you know, take that time to relax, make sure you're mentally okay. And you'll feel better once you're like in that mindset, you know, I always felt like my mindset to sit down and record the intro to this episode was just, I was exhausted. So I wanted to take some time, give you guys some quality content and I hope that's okay. But promise once this is out, we'll stick to our regular bi-weekly cadence and I'm excited for what's to come. I definitely have a really special episode that's going to be coming out after this one. But without further ado, I am so excited to introduce the next guest for this week's episode. It is the one and only Kaylin Campbell, aka my best friend of like, oh my God, 21 years, 21 or 22 years. Wow. We've been best friends since we were literally children and Kaylin says it in the episode too. We've been consistent best friends. Like we honestly didn't take a break or anything. Like we got closer when we were preteens, but we've just been in each other's lives, like living across the street from each other in Whippy, Ontario until we moved out when we were 17. And she's just been such a constant in my life and someone who I love and care about so, so much. So the reason why I wanted to get Kaylin on this episode is because Kaylin actually identifies as pansexual and she goes on in this episode to explain that her relationship with labels does change, but she is someone who all in all loves the person for the person. She is attracted to someone because of the energy they give off and not because of their gender. I thought it was important to have Kaylin on to talk about her experience being pansexual because she's been in a straight passing relationship with her boyfriend for pretty much 10 years. They started dating when they were 18, 19 around that time, and now we're almost approaching 30. So it's been a very loving relationship and she's so happy with him. But I, I also was just very curious because I feel like many people can relate to this when they identify as queer, but they are in like a straight passing relationship that is monogamous. So getting Kaylin's take on this was extremely um, important. And I think so many people will be able to take something away from this conversation because we wanted to emphasize like your identity is still your identity and your partner doesn't define your sexuality. And Kaylin actually goes into the struggle she's had to face because of that of not feeling like she's a part of the queer community or feeling that people don't take her seriously based on her past experiences with women, you know, like Caitlin started dating her boyfriend really young. And I think it was so honest and vulnerable for her to come on and just share her experience. So I'm not going to 
I'm not going to talk anymore because Kaylin just takes it away in this and she's so eloquent and lovely, but everyone, I hope you enjoy this. Kaylin, thank you so much for being a part of the girl on girl conversation. You know how much I love you. You know how much I appreciate you. And I know you are helping so many people out there. Um, I love you so much and enjoy guys. Okay, so Kales, for starters, tell us about yourself. For the listeners, the girl on girlies, we've talked about you on the podcast, but they don't actually like know you yet. So tell me about yourself. What are your pronouns? How do you identify? What do you do? All the basics. Um, Have I been going, like, have you called me by my real name? I haven't had a code name. You don't have a code name. I'm pretty sure every time I talk about you, I'm like Kaylin or Kales because- I only really give code names to people I've dated or if there's like right. a little history, but if it's the besties and I know you're around, I'm like, I'm just going to call you by your name. I'm definitely around. Um, okay. So I'm Kaylin and I'm Persis's bestie. We've been best friends since grade one, which is crazy to say, because that was a long time ago. I am a therapist, a psychotherapist. I work with uh, youth right now youth that have been through trauma. Um, they're oftentimes homeless. They struggle with addictions uh, and mental health uh, and it's a nonprofit. So it's all paid for. Um, that's kind of my job. As for me as a person, I would describe myself as somebody who loves connection. I love meeting people. I love spending times with time with those who I'm closest with. I love having meaningful conversations. Like let's get into the deep stuff like that's really what I live for I'm trying to think what else I love hot yoga I love traveling which sounds kind of like a cliche but I do um yeah anything else you'd like to know in specific yeah um how do you identify if you identify with any label yeah so um I'm very open with regards to my sexuality but if I had to narrow it down to one specific label I would say that I'm most drawn to pansexuality just because I've never really let gender kind of define my attraction. It doesn't matter to me what somebody's gender is. I'm more uh, attracted to people as they are as a human, I guess, like their personality. If they just have an energy that I'm drawn to, like that's kind of what attracts me. It doesn't have to do with gender. So that's kind of why I strayed from bisexuality. Although I have been referred to as bisexual before and it doesn't bother me like I, I would consider myself that too in certain contexts but overall I would say pansexuality feels more me yeah because it's more the energy of the person or who they are inside it doesn't have to do with like their physicality or how they identify in terms of gender yeah totally yeah I don't like putting my sexuality in a box of like I'm attracted to men or women or men and women like it's just kind of like I'm attracted to you like for Mm -hmm. you yeah I love that. I'm going to, we're going to dive into that a little bit more into your sexual identity, but I feel like we've been friends for a very, very, very long time. And I think we owe the listeners like a little bit of a background story of like, how did we meet and how you would describe our relationship. So I'm going to leave that up to you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Take it away. I don't know how to describe it. And like, just one podcast but we yeah we met in grade one well actually we met in sk i think but we didn't solidify 
our our besties bestiness until like grade one I would say I remember that you like we were friends in grade one but then I remember you invited me to your birthday which it was in September so we were pretty fast friends like once we were in the same class in grade one right um and you invited me to your birthday party and I brought the invitation home to my mom and she was like oh my gosh like insert address here like that's literally like across the street like she's two houses down or whatever and I was like oh my god like that's so fun (laughs) and so after (laughs) that like I remember I went to your birthday party and like it was right across the street and I think I think that since then the rest was kind of history um, because we were always just so close that after school it was just always playdates and at school um, we were pretty inseparable, like in class and outside of class at recess, so much so that our grade one teacher had to separate us, <laughs> not only in that class, but for like the rest of elementary school, basically up until grade <laughs> six, she made sure that we weren't in the same class because I guess we were just like, so like talkative or so I, I don't think that we were disruptive, but maybe we were. I, I know. And that's why when I try to look back at that. I don't know, maybe we were just so attached at the hip, but I remember we got in trouble for um, doing karate in the bathroom. Like maybe we were doing weird things. I have no idea. Yeah, we were. Oh, that was something I was also going to say about myself. I was definitely an awkward child, which I feel like you can relate to. Totally. I was so awkward. Oh my God. So awkward. So, but that's probably why we were so close, but yeah, who knows what we were doing. Karate in the bathroom doesn't surprise me at all. I think I was taking lessons and I was trying to teach you how to do some certain moves. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah, good times. But how would I describe our relationship? I, I would say that you are just a consistent rock in my life. And up like since grade one, like when I say that we've been bestie since grade one, I mean, like we've been bestie since grade one, we haven't really gone through a phase where we like drifted apart for a bit and like reconnected, which I feel like is, is very common, especially in adult friendships. But I, I feel like we just, we talk so consistently. We always have, I think that we probably saw each other every single day or at least five times a week from grade one until university and that's really the first time that we were separated not to say we didn't get into fights because (laughs) we did oh my god we fought so much when we were young not like not not yeah not even in high school once we got to high school it didn't it was elementary school we we would fight kind of often yeah yeah and it was just over petty things like (laughs) I don't even know what they were about but it was it was something that would be blown over by the next day for sure. But at the time they they felt kind of intense because I felt like you were my person and we were both going through such like awkward phases of life. And I think we were just, we had no emotion regulation. We were just like all over the place. So it really, like when we were having a difficult time, it really came out, I think, in our emotions and how we talked to each other um, with some like passive aggressiveness maybe or like whatever. But then once we kind of got past that phase and figured out like how to be a human, we we never really fought anymore. It's true. And I feel like as kids, is is it true that kids actually kind of sometimes have like a little less empathy? So there's almost like that mm. elementary school, I think people tend to be a little meaner than maybe they actually are like deep in their core. And as you get older, you you really develop that and it's also comes with maturity maybe not having empathy is the wrong word like I think we did but I feel like I just remember being so 
dramatic sometimes or like one little thing would happen and it would be like the end of the world and it would cause a fight or I don't know I was also going through like hormone changes and we're Mm -hmm. all young and awkward and insecure so yeah for sure I get what you mean I think we're just so in our own worlds at that time it's hard to separate that and put yourself in other people's shoes sometimes because you're just like everything in your world is so it seems like the end of the world or it seems so massive that it kind of gives you tunnel vision in a way yeah exactly it's so funny to look back at because I think since then if we if we ever fight and we don't fight anymore but like if we ever did it would be <laughs> it's over something like okay this really hurt me like let's communicate right. it right but oh yeah I just remember <laughs> the fights we got in elementary school like <laughs> like so one funny. time one time it was because I remember it <laughs> You probably know what I'm going to say, but uh, my mom used to always pick us up from school. Again, we live across the street, so we'd spend before and after school together every day. And my mom would was coming to pick us up. And I remember you wanted to walk home. Like you were like, no, Kaylin, like, let's walk home. And I was like, no, like my mom's coming to pick us up. Like she's already on her way. And you were like, <laughs> well, like she can just get your brother, Reese. And like, we can walk home together. And I was like, well, I think it's raining. Like it looks so gloomy outside. It's like overcast. Like the weather's not good. And you were like, it's not fucking raining. And I remember you said that, like, it was so just sure. And like, you never really swore. Like, I think that was like a new thing. (laughs) So you were like, it's not fucking raining. And I was just like, whoa, like, yes it is and like I don't know my mom came and I got in the car and you didn't you didn't get in the car and it was so dramatic like I probably slammed the door I remember like you like kiss and ride took a while so you got a head start and then like I remember you just walking and like you did not look at the car like when we drove by you were just like looking straight ahead and you were like swinging your arms and I was (laughs) swinging my arms yeah, oh my like, god you're like swinging them and like clapping them like as you're walking like I I don't know I just have like such a clear picture of like you walking like so solemnly and then we get probably fine like an hour later you know what it was I think as a kid you know when you go through this phase of like it's cool if you walk to school or you walk back like you have that independence mm, right I think that's kind of what I was do what I wanted to always do I think I liked mm-hmm being like oh I, I'm gonna walk home like I don't need yeah. a ride it's that yeah. weird mentality so I think I just really projected that onto you which was silly but yeah because in the end of the day like take the ride Persis what are you talking about but or me, like you we didn't have to be together I feel like we like always wanted to be together so it was like you were yeah. probably like hurt that I like didn't want to come with you or something yeah exactly oh so weird it's not fucking raining Kaylin it's not fucking raining. How stupid of me. How stupid as the rain is pouring down. Yeah, but I, I totally, I get that. And I think that I can see that now looking back, all the emotions, like just wanting that independence. Yeah, like you're just not really, you probably weren't thinking like, oh, Kaylin wants a ride, like, and this is how she's feeling or whatever. Like you were just like, so focused on yourself and I think I was the exact same way so that's just one example where you were the one to make like a like a comment like that or like be escalated quickly but I definitely had those moments too and I would get mad or upset over like the smallest things too I think it just took us it was probably like two year period 
that we kind of figured that out. And then now, like you said, if we have an issue, obviously we'll just talk about it and it will express ourselves and communicate. And I think like I attribute my good communication skills with growing up with you too, because I think we really figured that out together once we got over that kind of stage. We definitely did. And I think what I appreciate about you so much, and I think our memories as like children is that we've, we've been through like the, like the dark stuff or not dark, but I guess like deep, deep rooted stuff as your kids and you're like navigating so much. And as we'll get into it, I mean, sexuality is a big one for both of us Mm -hmm. that we had to navigate. And you've just always been such a safe space for me. You're like very easy to talk to good listener. And I've definitely realized that as like, even when we got into high school, I mean, I wasn't thinking that as much in elementary, but yeah. um, yeah, I think our relationship has always been very special. So, no, oh, yeah, I think so too. And back at you, like, I think you've always been a safe space for me as well. This, I'm actually really curious about this because I feel like we've talked about it, but I don't know if I even know your direct answer. When you were trying to figure out like your sexual identity, or even if you weren't, you were just like living your life as like a preteen, experiencing like feelings or there's hormones going on. When, when did you realize like you could also be into women? Um, I don't remember an exact moment, to be honest. I It's always been something that I've kind of not known because it definitely, I wasn't certain about it, but something that I was contemplating might be the case. Like, I, I don't know. I remember, actually, I think you were one of the first people that I ever brought it up to, probably when we were like 11. And at that point, I had been like thinking about it for a while, because even at a young age, I know like it's more socially acceptable to be like a man and a woman, a mom and a dad. Right. But I always kind of was like, you know what? I think I could be with a woman like I could be attracted to a woman, probably like whatever I saw in media. If I saw anything, I was probably like, oh, that seems like it could be me kind of thing. But specifically when we were watching Tila Tequila that's like always the memory that comes back the bisexual bachelorette for those of you who don't know but she was iconic at that age she was at that age let's preface like I don't know what's going on at that age yeah at that age for sure no I thought she was so cool at that age definitely yeah now a little bit different but we would we were obsessed with that show and we would always go home after school and watch it and (laughs) always have other tabs open on the computer so that we wouldn't get caught watching it because it was probably a little bit inappropriate for our demographic Um, but we must have been like probably 11 or something and we were watching it and I I don't think I'd ever said it out loud but I I was like would you ever like consider like being with a woman like I feel like I I might or whatever and I think at that point we talked about it like I don't think that you really were tuned in with your sexuality at that point because you were immediately like no like I I know I'm attracted to guys and I was like I remember asking you specifically I was like well how do you know because like at that point I was feeling confused about it I was like I don't know if I'm attracted to like men or women like when I was watching Teela Tequila with like all sorts of different people I was like oh, but I, I really like this girl or I really like this guy. Like, I, I don't know, like who I would choose kind of thing. So yeah, so that was like kind of the first time I think I brought it up to you. And I remember that I was so defensive or I think just maybe, I think I thought I was so self-assured at like 11 knowing, yeah, <laughs> totally. you know, and 
of course, maybe I thought that at the time. I don't think it was me even um, having, I don't think it was actually internalized homophobia. I, I don't know what I was thinking at that time, but I think mm-hmm. I used to be like, no, this is how I am. Yeah. I know how I am. But I, I think it's beautiful that you even like considered that because we grew up in a society, especially as kids, where mm-hmm. it wasn't like really normalized, especially in our school. Like we went to a Catholic school. Um, mm-hmm. We weren't seeing sure. a lot of like, representation so Tila Tequila was actually probably one of the first shows where we really saw a woman dating other women on a reality show and Mm -hmm. I think it's cool that that kind of sparked something up for you where you're like wait I kind of could like both like I'm Mm -hmm. not just looking at the men I guess for sure for sure and I definitely didn't feel unsafe or judged or anything like even when you were like no like not me or whatever I didn't take that as like there's something wrong with you Kaylin like not at all like I I still felt safe like saying that to you and I'm sure I would have said it again but I think I was just like oh Persis is really sure of herself (laughs) you know and I feel like you like did exude that at the time for sure yeah and I mean I it's kind of funny because look how the tables have turned like if only 11 year old Persis could see that she's very gay (laughs) and she hosts a gay podcast and totally you know but yeah it's it's really cool of you I think I don't think a lot of people would even have the courage to be so open like that I mean I, I think a lot of people who do feel that push it way deep deep down because like I said in our Whip, hometown of Whippy, Ontario. It's mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine being eleven and in, in our grade, maybe someone in our grade, maybe mentioning they liked women. I just I know yeah. we we grew up with some nice people. I have to say the people in our class, like some of them, I don't know, but most of them, I feel most like of them are nice, yeah, open minded and kind. But it was so not normalized. So it was not, yeah, not at all. And I I wouldn't have felt safe like proclaiming to the class, like, oh, I I might be bisexual or I would consider dating a woman or whatever the case was. So I think that speaks like so highly of like our friendship and how solid it was that I was willing to like broach that topic with you. Right. Oh no. And I appreciate that. And I think looking back, that makes me feel really happy that you even felt comfortable to say that. Mm -hmm. Me too. Little Kaylin, little purse. Little Kaylin, a little purse, just watching a t- shot at love with Tila Tequila. But I definitely had a crush on Sabrina in season two. She didn't last very long, but uh, yeah. Even back then, or just looking back now, did you feel like you felt like because you're saying that now you had a crush on her? But what what did it feel like at the time? Like what would you describe that as? It was only looking back when I was in high school. I remember I rewatched like some of it just because mm. I was so curious and. Gotcha that's at the time I was really feeling things for Alice. So right. when I watched a, a shot of love with tequila, 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 I finally was like seeing another woman other than Alice that I was like, right. huh, I could like her too. So mm-hmm. I didn't think that uh, when I was younger, I was all about Bobby. True. Like, oh my gosh. I forgot. You like yeah. Bobby. And I liked this one girl that I can't remember her name, but if I saw a picture of her, I would definitely recognize her. She was from season one. Um, and I just thought she had like the coolest haircut. Brandy, I think her name was. Actually. It was Brandy. I knew it was Brandy because you told me that. <laughs> at the time, did I tell you that or did I tell you that later? No, I think at the time you told me that. I don't know if you told me you liked her, but you were. Vi- I think you were saying like Brandy was your favorite on the show. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of telling. I feel <laughs> here you were like Bobby, like 
And I was like, Brandy. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. my God. So funny to look back on. So, I mean, we kind of get, we already kind of touched upon this where you felt comfortable kind of revealing that you were curious about women or like, you know, you could see yourself being into both men and women. But what did you think my reaction would be when you actually like revealed that you were a fluid person? Mm-hmm. What what did you anticipate? Yeah, it's so hard for me to say because I don't like I don't remember a specific time where I ever was like, Persis, I need to like sit you down and tell you this or a moment where I was like, Persis, I'm coming out to you. Like, I, I feel like it was very natural. Like over time, you kind of just were right there beside me as I was figuring it out. So I do remember talking about it in high school and I was like no you know what like I I'm very open I don't know if I defined it deeper than that at the time but that was sort of I guess my version of like coming out to you like like I really don't remember a specific moment I just remember conversations where I was always like yeah I feel like open or I I would definitely hook up with a girl or whatever the case was and I never felt like you were surprised (laughs) I feel like you were always just like oh yeah like I Kind of like you just already knew, you know, mm-hmm. what That's do you actually think? true. When you told yeah. me? Yeah. Like, do you remember like a time? Does it stick out to you? Like a conversation that we had or a, an emotion that you felt like knowing that about me? I don't think so. I think once again, it was so it just felt very natural. And I think the way it progressed and the way you kind of told me or would tell me certain things, it didn't feel like this big revelation like Persis, I need to tell you something wild it it was just like it, it's like already just been a part of you and I think that's just how I saw you anyway and I mean we don't have to I'm not going to say this person's name um just out of like your privacy and I'm sure you maybe you wouldn't care but I think there were moments where there was a person in our high school and the way you kind of acted around her and the mm-hmm. love you showed her and the care um Later when I kind of found out, oh, I think Kaylin's also into women. I think that just kind of made sense. Totally. Um, kind of similar to how you felt about Alice and I am sure. But this particular person with you, I didn't think treated you very well as a friend. So mm-hmm. I was always a little shocked that you were kind of like bending over backwards for her or like really getting affected if she would bail on you or be flaky, stuff like that. Yeah. And of course, with friendships, like that stuff sucks. Like I'm not saying that everyone if that a friend does that to you and you're affected, you have a crush on them. I'm just saying that Mm -hmm. in that particular case, I was like, huh. And later you kind of told me, you know what, looking back, I think I kind of had a thing for her. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And this is something that I never would have recognized at the time, even though I knew that I could was would be open to dating a woman. I, I don't think I ever made the connection like oh, I actually want to be with this person, you know, like, but I know who you're talking about. And later on, like years later, honestly, talking to you about it was probably the first moment that it clicked. I was like, you know what, I actually feel like I, I had feelings for her, like looking back, and it was only in like grade nine. So what would we have been like 14? Like, but I was just I was so affected by her, like when she would bail on me or like, when I was with her, I was just always so happy. And like, yeah, it was just a different feeling, I guess. Like I I definitely am a connections person, like I said. So friendships are very meaningful to me, even at just friendship level. 
Um, but I agree. There was like something different about her that I think just affected my emotions on a much deeper level, which wouldn't necessarily happen in that way if it was just platonic. Yeah, it's just like a different type of like get a, a different type of um getting affected by someone's actions, right? Like, of course, like we said, you care about how your friends treat you and your friend is being flaky. That sucks. But yeah there's something that hits you different when you're like wait a minute do I care a little bit more like if this person was really my platonic friend would I be so like would it would it take up my mood or would my Mm -hmm. mood change and I I think I kind of remembered there were moments with this particular person it would it would like affect you for a very long time Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah I'd get so upset or vice versa even when we would talk or like hang out or whatever. I feel like I was so euphoric almost like, especially mm-hmm. like in the early kind of stages and looking back, I'm like, that was kind of like mimicking like a honeymoon phase of a relationship, right? We were so young and nothing romantic ever happened. But I think I got those same emotions that I recognize now as an adult as like when you meet someone you like, right? Like you just feel so happy and like on such a high. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes me like, I don't know, to think of you kind of feeling that and it's just such a natural thing and it's hard. It's hard. Totally. Because you don't really know what to do with those feelings, especially like we said in in our high school, it was not very normalized at all. And I sometimes wish that if we were to be in high school now, Mm -hmm. I I mean, wouldn't you feel like you'd be so much more open to maybe even express your feelings to this person? Like maybe it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be so... I can't do that because she's my friend. Like, I just think teenagers now have a little bit more like opportunity to maybe to maybe do it because now we see so much TV shows with representation mm-hmm. and there's so many people coming out as non-binary, as queer, like we're looking into gender too. And yeah, I mean, I probably would have told Alice I liked her. I definitely probably would have. So yeah. And like not only not only representation in the media and like it weren't, it's not only that people are more open about it. Like that's definitely a huge factor. But I also think that because of that openness and representation, like it's just easier to understand it. Because I think when we were in high school, A, if we knew, we probably wouldn't have said anything because, well, maybe we would have. It's hard to say because it wasn't super like accepted um, or normalized. But also like, I think I would have understood what was happening better because right, like at the time, like I had no idea. Like I just had absolutely no idea. And I know you you kind of maybe recognize more with Alice over time, but I feel like especially early on, like you didn't really recognize what was happening either, right? Like we were telling you, I remember like having conversations of like, oh, you treat her differently than you treat us. And I think similar patterns to me and that other person, we should give her a code name. <laughs> give her a code name, Kaylin. I'm leaving that up to you. I have to. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Let's say um, Serena. Serena. Is that name taken? Serena Vanderwoodson. Nope. It's yeah. not taken. <laughs> yeah. She was my Serena. <laughs> yeah. But sorry. Yeah. I lost my train of thought, but basically I think we weren't, we were kind of robbed of that opportunity to just understand and explore it at that age, which is sad. I agree with you. I wish we could go back and kind of understand it a little better because obviously you know if it was a boy and that was happening it's like so easy to make that connection like oh I like this this boy right but 
because it was someone of the same gender and like we just had no idea what it would look like I think it was just so confusing and we had no understanding of it yeah yeah and I mean I had this talk with Sarah once on the podcast where she was mentioning she felt kind of sad that I I had all these repressed feelings for Alice when high school is such a time where there's like so much puppy love and like Mm-hmm. euphoria and excitement when you have those crushes and I mean I did have crushes on boys like I remember having a massive crush on a guy in like grade nine and I had a few mm-hmm. like there were definitely boys I could name that definitely I had crushes but it was it was a different type of love that I felt for Alice and I think um Sarah kind of calls her my high school love because right. like maybe she maybe wasn't away because yes she was a best friend in high school but we also didn't act like we were best friends. We we weren't very platonic all the time, or it was more of like an mm-hmm. emotional attachment we had. Mm-hmm. But she was just saying, like, you know what? I know this wasn't written in the stars for you too. Like, I'm glad you. T- yeah, I'm glad it was done when it was done. But right, she was almost saying, I wish you guys could have maybe experienced dating and all the highs and lows of it when yeah. you were in high school because you also deserved that type of love. Mm-hmm. You when you were totally. fifteen, right? Yeah. And I agree with her. And and I do think that we were kind of robbed of that. And it's so funny that because you did have crushes 100%. And it's hilarious to me because I I am attracted to both men and women and all genders, but you're like not right. Like you're attracted to femme women. Um, but you, yeah, you had so many crushes in high school and I had like no crushes. Like I never, like I rem- <laughs> I just, I did not care about dating. Like I never wanted to be in a relationship in high school. Like maybe like I would tell myself that because I thought it was normal. And I know like for sure I like picked guys that I was like, I have a crush on this guy, but it was never like a genuine, like I'm actually excited to see you like kind of thing. It was just kind of going through the motions for me, um, which I recognize now, but it's just, it's funny how that works, right? Because I don't I have no idea why like maybe it's because I'm attracted more to like the personality and I just didn't have that many close relationships with guys in high school like all of my friends were women so I definitely feel like if it was more accepted at the time and normalized I would have dated women I think so in high school just because I was fostering relationships with women and that would have I think maybe led to like a natural attraction like it did with Serena (laughs) Um, that I could have explored so I agree I do also feel like kind of robbed in that way um, that we never got to experience that puppy love in high school because yeah emotions are so strong at that age Um, but you know what they were strong the other way too right I think a lot of the times like there's highs and lows that come with dating in high school a hundred percent yeah it and I remember like I would sometimes spend a whole day with Alice doing like cute things, but as friends, Mm -hmm. right? And I would drop her off at her boyfriend's house and drive home. And I just remember feeling so sad. Like it was like all the serotonin like left my body. And I remember being like, what is wrong? Like, (laughs) yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Like you're dropping off someone you have such a crush on to their boyfriend's house. You know, they're going to like spend the night there and like have a romantic night when you're like, I don't know, 15, 16. But for sure. I was like, oh, I wish I could do that with her, Mm -hmm. you know? For sure. Yeah. And I can relate to that with Serena too, because Serena was the type of person that would 
pick someone and be like very all about them you know like she was very like one person at a time like if you're if you're her favorite that week like she kind of makes you feel like you're so special and stuff um and I remember like when it moved on for me because it was me for a while and it was like you know hanging out every night talking every day like oh my god you're so amazing like all of this at once which was probably such a high at the time and then after like when she would move on to someone else or she would dodge my calls or whatever like kind of stop talking to me um even just Mm -hmm. as a friend at the time like and she would be like I'd hear that she would be hanging out with someone else I was like it would make me really sad so I get like the feeling of like dropping um Alice off (laughs) I was about to say a real name (laughs) don't don't expose me Kaylin do not I would never (laughs) I was just gonna say like all all I'm saying is like I agree with you I 100% can relate did you did you have an official coming out? Um, honestly, no. Like, I really, I can't pinpoint a time. Like, I think it's just been kind of organic throughout my life that if if it comes up, it comes up, and I, I'm open about it if it's like safe to do so. But I don't. I haven't had like an official announcement of like I'm queer or I'm pan or whatever. Like, yeah, I think it's just as you're an adult, you meet people, so many people over time. So it's kind of like, as more people enter your life, you come out more and more. Um, And for me, it just, I let it come out naturally when it feels right, when it feels like the right time. I don't feel like it's something that I hide. Um, But I would say, unfortunately, it doesn't really come up a lot for me because I'm in like such a straight passing relationship. I think people just assume I'm straight. Yeah, like when it comes up naturally, I'm open about it but it's kind of hard like to know sometimes it's like how do you how do I bring it up you know like I I'm open and I'd like to be more seen as somebody who's a part of the LGBTQ community but it doesn't always come up right because it's just I'm not dating women I'm not kind of I'm not dating at all so yeah when would we talk about my sexuality that's a really good point um and I'm really curious to get into that a little bit more because you started dating your long-term partner like early earlier right like you were 19 Mm -hmm. 18 yeah we met when I was 18 I know we're gonna be 28 this year so that's approaching 10 years god 10 years oh my god and obviously can I say his name on the podcast or will he be like yeah of course okay no, hundred percent. Yeah, we love Alex here at Girl on Girl. Um, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Alex. He's um such a great human, and I've always, I don't know, you always dream of your best friend like dating such a good, solid human, and I've always thought that way of him. And I love you two together. I love hanging out with you both. It's just such a great match, you two are. But yeah, like I can only understand. Like I want to get into this a little bit more, only because you're you know there's this whole part of you as well that's queer or into women and but you're also with like the love of your life so and then you're also like I'm happy but I also want to be like a part of the community because like I am in the community so yeah I don't know did you have any struggles with that like I know that might be like a vague question but let me know yeah I just want to know more about that no it's not a vague question it it makes sense um there definitely are times of struggle for the most part I think especially now I do feel secure in it 
more people are open and talking about it um, as being a part of the community is just more normalized. So I do feel more seen uh, like recent as of recently. Um, but I will say like, there's definitely times where I've like gaslit myself because I'm like, am I really into girls? Like, how do I even know? Like, I've never been like intimate with a girl. Right. So I think there's that coming from myself. And luckily I haven't experienced too much, um, from others like judgment in that way, but I know there is like, I know you guys have talked about biphobia on the pod. And I think that there is judgment, uh, when it comes to, um, identifying as someone who's a part of the community, when you're in a straight pass passing relationship, I don't deny at all that I have privilege in my relationship. Like I definitely have more privilege because I can go out on the streets and I can hold my partner's hand and nobody's going to bat an eye. Right. So there has to be that acknowledgement. And if you were to do that with, you know, a femme presenting woman or any other woman, really, like you might get looks or you might have homophobia present from others, which is so hard. And that's a struggle that I don't have to go through when I go out with my partner. So I want to acknowledge that for sure. But at the same time, I think I deserve a spot in the community because I am attracted to women. I'm attracted to all genders and I'm pansexual. I'm queer. I'm open. Like I'm all of these things. And being in a straight passing relationship at this time or for however much time doesn't negate that. It doesn't take that away. No. And I'm, I'm happy you're saying that because I love that you fully still say like my partner doesn't define my sexuality. I think like you said, you're in a, you've been in a straight passing relationship for many, many years. I think it's very easy to just shove like that part of you away because you're like, when would I need to acknowledge mm -hmm. it? Right. Like I'm not yeah. dating. I have my wonderful partner. I have all these friends. I, I have mm -hmm. like my life, but it is a very significant part of you and you are a part of the community. But yeah, the, the queer community can definitely have some, um, I could see it. Like there's some judgment mm -hmm. there. Outside and within, for sure. And I think that the the fact that I've never been with a woman too, I think that has judgment in itself. Not even just that I'm in a, a straight passing relationship, but I think it's like, well, how do you really know if you've never been with a woman, which is so dumb because does anyone ask, you know, a teenager, like, how do you know you like boys? Like if they've never had sex, right? Like, it's like, why does that define your sexuality? But it is definitely something that I feel like people question and I've questioned that myself too. Um, but because I'm just like, intimacy is something that's so important to me. And I think I'm so attracted to the person that I would have to foster a really meaningful relationship to get to that level uh, with someone and I've never had that opportunity and I've you know I met Alex when I was 18 like I like I said in high school I didn't really there was a mixture of circumstances and things that uh, caused challenges for me to and you to explore our sexuality at that age mm -hmm. uh, plus like honestly I, like we were pretty friendship oriented in high school like most of our friends didn't date either like I think we we were just so focused on our friend group which is fine but yeah I met Alex so quickly and then I've never had the opportunity to like really dig deep and like foster yeah a meaningful relationship with a woman that would lead to intimacy and I don't think that's something that I should be ashamed of either 
there is nothing to be ashamed about when it comes to that. Like, I think people place so much emphasis too on like sex and intimacy and, but that doesn't, sex doesn't even have to do with like anything with, or with them. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find the wording. Like you don't have to have sex with someone to know you're attracted to them, right? Like there's also so many different forms of attraction and there's emotional, intellectual, Mm -hmm. like there is physical, but there's, um, there's so many different types. I think there's seven in total, but I'd have to look it up, but people are so quick to, to judge if it's like, oh, well, you've never even slept with a woman. So how would you know? And that's like, so judgmental, so judgmental, like extremely judgmental. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like that's such an old fashioned way of thinking about things. And like you said, there is, there are so many different kinds of intimacy and attraction, like on so many levels, it doesn't define sex. And what even is sex? Like it's so different for everyone too, right? Like you can't define it with one standard definition. It's just impossible. Well, what was the most pleasant surprise? I think of you discovering this part of yourself. Ooh, I think just overall being just such an open person like that's something that I'm proud of and I've been met with so much love and acceptance from my friends and from everyone that I'm close to I think that's just so pleasant um and also like people who can relate like I think being open about it has led to in times when I do talk about it so many people being like oh me too like I I feel the same way even other people in uh straight passing relationships are like oh I would definitely date a woman if I was single right and that's something that might not have come up if I didn't say that about myself first so I think that's kind of that that brings a sense of togetherness for me that I really Mm -hmm. appreciate and I think that's a pleasant surprise I love that and I think that like the fact that you can just be open about it is is very refreshing too. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I uh I want more people to be open about it. I think everyone should be because that's the only way that we're going to decrease the stigma, you know. But I also understand it's not always a safe place for people to be open about it. What advice would you have for uh, this might be I'm kind of just thinking this question like off the top of my head, but what advice would you have for someone who is in the queer community, but has these judgments towards people who are in straight passing relationships, but still identify in the community? Like, what would you tell that person if they're like, no, you're not, you're not because you're dating. Um, you're in a heterosexual <laughs> oh gosh, relationship. Someone said that to me. Um, it's interesting that you bring this up because I had, I have an example of something similar that happened to me that I haven't told you about yet, but I thought it would be perfect to bring up in this conversation. I have a coworker and he's a an openly gay man like he's a part of the community and I've had a couple conversations with him one he actually said to me I don't understand why like people identify as queer when they're like bisexual or they're like in a straight relationship or something like he he actually said that to me and this is before like he didn't know anything about my sexuality it was early on like we didn't know each other that well so I was like like I don't know how to combat this or come back at this because I I didn't we were also in like a communal area so I didn't want to like you know feel like him to feel like I was attacking him um but I was like oh can you elaborate on that a little more like why does someone have to be like 
specifically gay to identify as queer and then he was kind of just like well like that's what it is and then I was kind of like well queerness to me is on a spectrum like it doesn't mean like one thing or the other I think a lot of people who are part of the community identify as queer and I think that's a great thing because they're reclaiming power from that word um, that was you know not used in a positive way in the past right Mm -hmm. so I was like the more people who identify as that and and feel empowered by using that word like the better to me and he was kind of like yeah like I guess I just don't get it (laughs) so I kind of just left it at that because I was like okay at least I, I said what I had to say and he can take it or leave it kind of thing but then another conversation happened later that he was like Uh, he was like oh my god like there's so many like flags now (laughs) and I was like what do you mean there's so many flags and he was like everything has a flag now like this has a flag like pansexuality has a flag like whatever like isn't pansexual just like bisexual and I was like no (laughs) pansexuality is different it's different because of this reason like I kind of like explained and then he was like okay well like even BDSM has a flag now or whatever and I was like oh my gosh okay I was like well don't you think it's good that people are like being more proud of who they are and if it helps them to have a flag that represents their unique like sexuality or preferences or whatever like don't you think that's a good thing and he was like yeah like I don't know it just like it seems excessive now and he pulled up like a google photo that had like all these different flags and he was like look like look at how many there are and then I was like okay well like for me I was like imagine if I was going to a bar like it might be helpful for me to like wear like queer flagging right like to wear colors of my like something like how I identify and then people can recognize because it's hard for like feminine women like I was thinking of you like knowing someone else's sexuality so like sometimes that can be helpful and he was like I know like but gay men invented like queer flagging and I was like okay Mm. like I don't think that you're like seeing my point right now but since then like I've been open with him and talked to him more about it and like I've told him my sexuality and like I referred to myself as gay so like I and I think he was he was actually pretty receptive he was like oh that's awesome like whatever and I think that he just doesn't understand it or didn't understand it. Maybe he gets it a little bit more after our conversations, but um, I think it's just people judge what they don't understand, right? Or they don't know about. So the more conversations that we can have, the more people will start to kind of understand and, and hopefully it will decrease a little bit of the judgment that comes from both inside and outside the community. I agree. And I think a lot of it does stem from like ignorance or just like wanting things to be so Mm -hmm. black and white or there has to be like a clear answer for everything. And that's where people start to feel like insecure because they don't understand. So they react with like, oh, this just doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense to me. And honestly, like this coworker, I do think that they're a good person. Um, And I don't I think that, like you said, it's kind of just ignorance and and not understanding. But I don't think that they meant to be malicious about it. I think to me, I was taking it a bit personally because I was like, this is, this feels like a judgment towards me, but like, I, I feel now safe with that coworker and like having had more conversations, I'm like, okay, you know what? I think he's just so in his own little community. That's a part of the bigger community that he, like, you kind of become the people that you hang out with, you know? And I, 
I think that by broadening his knowledge and by talking to me about it, who like is someone who he probably doesn't spend a lot of time with, like somebody who's pansexual and in a straight passing relationship, like the more that he can kind of see me and understand me and know me, um, I think that will just help him kind of like realize those things that we're talking about. Yeah, I agree. And that will happen over time too. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate because, like, coming into this workplace, I was like, oh, awesome. Like, there's another person who's a part of the community. And I was, like, trying to find the right time to, like, bring it up to him, which was very hard. And then having heard those comments, I think it it dragged out my um, coming out to him because I was like, I don't know how receptive or, like, safe he is to kind of talk to about this. Seems like that. And then kind of like we said, you would never expect that within the community, Mm -hmm. but it happens. It totally happens. Yeah. And I, and I wonder like if he even would have said that stuff to me, if he knew like, right. Like he probably thought I was straight. So he was probably like, Oh, maybe she'll agree with me. I don't know. I, I don't know what he was thinking, but it's, it's interesting to me that he made those comments. And I, yeah, I do wonder if he would have made them knowing more about who I was. I don't know. It's just hard for me to like understand because I just think we, we like who we like and it doesn't have to be such a clear or sorry. It doesn't always have to be this like you must like one or the other. I mean, you can date whoever you want to date. I'm saying like sometimes I know people in the community who would say, you know, like, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable dating someone who maybe isn't a lesbian because I think they, they've maybe gone through something in the past mm-hmm. and that might be like a set, a set boundary for them. Mm-hmm. And Sarah and I would talk about this stuff before and it it's hard because like someone who's identi- identifying as pan could be like a very great partner, right? For sure. But yeah. Sarah and I always say like people want to date who they want to date and they have their boundaries and that's okay. But yeah, I think over time too, it's it can be tough. I I never really thought of it that much until like, I don't know, getting to know Honestly, like you more and even one of our other friends who identifies as very open but is also in a straight passing relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, I wonder, I wonder how you guys would, would feel. Yeah, I think that that would be really hard for me if I was single and dating and somebody was like, I don't want to date you because you don't identify as one thing or the other or because you identify as one thing or the other. Like, I know that with the right person I could be a great partner to a woman like you said like yeah and I don't have any doubt in that like I've come to learn over time that like not I can't gaslight myself like my sexuality is valid and I I've been attracted to women since I was before I was even a preteen like I remember thinking about that and I mean my first kiss was with a girl like we all like are we all kissed each other like (laughs) you Mm -hmm. and I kissed each other like all of our friends kissed each other um as girls and like it took me coming out of our circle to realize that's not the most normal thing ever like I I loved to make out with girls like when I was single and like I felt like butterflies and stuff like you know it's not like I have to be a lesbian to experience that attraction no you definitely don't and I think that like I I think it's just it's hard because I feel like some people just have this preference like I've even heard it myself within the community Mm -hmm. um and I could never 
I never want to tell someone like, oh, you're wrong because that's what they want. And they're, they're set in that. Right. But I could only see like from your perspective when you're saying, oh, but I know I would be a great partner for a Mm -hmm. woman. But I think that also comes down to like, it's who you are. And if you were available, emotionally available Mm -hmm. and ready for it, of course. But some people have also been through some past stuff, maybe like something happened to them and they're like, you know what? I can't go down that road again. Um, It's almost kind of like how, like it would have been a couple years ago or something. I had gone on a date with a girl and she told me, oh, you're my first date with a woman. And mm-hmm. all my friends were like, Persis, mm-hmm. no, run. Yeah. Like, do and, not. and honestly, I feel like I was too. Like I'm, I'm also guilty of making that judgment because of what you've gone through. Right. And, and that just speaks to what you're saying about there's a reason why this person is identifying that way or wanting a certain thing right they've probably who knows what they've been through I'm not judging them for that like everyone has their reasons I just think I would feel quite sad if somebody judged me for that but I also yeah I hear what you're saying about the and I get that sorry if you if you wanted to keep going on that story oh yeah and I no 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 don't apologize no I that's why it's so sticky because Mm -hmm. even for me I'm like who knows though she could very well be in a position where she's like i'm not experimenting like it's not like i'm i'm going to get to know you for you yeah um if we work out great if we don't that's also okay but it's not like you're just my first girl i'm dating and i want to like play around mm-hmm. with you and then leave yeah. um but unfortunately like there's just this stigma in society where that's happened mm-hmm. and then a girl will just like break your heart and I mean I've kind of been there with women right like sometimes it's it's been girls who are just experimenting so it did leave a bad taste in my mouth but ultimately you just got to be you and if you were in a position where it was like you were single and dating women um you just got to be you that's it and the right person would see that and be like you know what yeah Mm -hmm. like it comes down to character and what you're looking for what you're ready for it's more to Mm -hmm. that than just your identity or the fact that you're into more than just women like you're also into men or non-binary people like you just like the person yeah and I think you're so right that it it's there's so many more factors and it comes down to maybe somebody's character or somebody's um, readiness for a relationship and I think there's nothing wrong as taking somebody's identity or where they are in their sexual journey as like maybe a yellow flag, like not quite a red flag, but like something to to monitor, right? Like that girl who was saying that it was her first date, that could, she could be the most sure person in the world and she could be a great partner, but you might be like, okay, I'm just going to like maybe look out for some other yellow flags or some red flags that might indicate to me that she's trying to, like, she's just exploring, right? And she's not sure about her sexuality and you who's someone who's so ready for a serious relationship or was so ready like I feel like that you would just realize then that you're at different different timelines in your journeys you know exactly what would you tell someone who maybe like had judgments towards a person who was like in a straight passing relationship and but was still like I'm in the community but they were like "Mm, no you're not you've only been with men you yeah you've never been with a woman like what would you say to that person okay so I think I would approach it similar that I did with my coworker, but if it was more like direct as that, and it was literally saying like that about me, I would just say like, you know, I understand why you think that. And there is a lot of stigma in society, um, but I know who I am 
and I would I would just try and talk to them authentically and be my authentic self and tell them like why I felt like I was valid because like I think that like we said before the more that they understand it and like the less ignorance that they'll have you know like I think with me just being true to myself and just like explaining they can either accept that and kind of let it resonate with them or they can just be like no you're wrong and then like what am I gonna do you know like they're gonna think what they can think all I can do is just be myself as best I can and hope that they they see me for who I am and my um experience as valid Mm -hmm. very valid 100 percent. yeah how would you describe your relationship with queerness Ooh, um I think that I love that queerness and being queer has become such a term I I really feel like I resonate with the with the term queer and with the identity of queer because to me it's so open to interpretation and that's what I love because like as I said like I think I would resonate most with pansexuality it's it's still a label it's still a box and I just feel like for me my sexuality is so open that I'm like queer kind of encompasses that in an amazing way right? Because it is, it's so open. It's always changing. Like it's, some people identify as queer who are are gay. Some people identify as queer who are bi. Some people identify as queer who are pan. Like it's just kind of, like it's open. Does that make sense? It is. Oh yeah. It's like, I love saying queer. It's an umbrella term that I think many people feel safe within Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like everything that fits into the LGBTQIA plus 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 umbrella. So yeah, I, I understand that for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, there was definitely a time where I was like, I don't think I can like identify as I remember actually I was watching um somebody on Instagram and they had a necklace that said queer. It was like a little gold necklace and it had like beautiful letters on it. And I was like, I love that necklace. Like that's an amazing necklace. And I was like, I want to buy one for myself. But I I actually stopped myself because I was like, I feel like people are going to think it's weird because like I'm in a straight relationship and they might be like, why is she saying that she's queer when she's like clearly not? And then it goes back to kind of like what my coworker said about like, I don't get why people are identifying as queer who aren't. Um, I wouldn't, I think now I'm at the place that I would wear that necklace, but this was like a while ago. And I think at that time I was like, I, I felt like I wasn't, yeah, like my experience wasn't valid identifying as queer, which is sad. And I feel like, I feel like um with that as well, it's like, you should still be able to wear that necklace and not feel like oh because I have a boyfriend or like a partner who identifies as a male people are going to be like what because that's that's a part of your identity I think like the best way to describe it is your partner does not define your sexuality like I Mm -hmm. think we should keep saying that time and time again yeah like your partner doesn't define it your sexual history doesn't define it like you are who you are despite all of those things yeah I mean it's even kind of how um I don't know like People were surprised when they found out Megan Fox was bisexual because she's been in so many public Mm -hmm. straight passing relationships or same with Angelina Jolie, who identifies as bisexual and has been in like a very a few public marriages, like heterosexual marriages. But that doesn't mean 
she's not bisexual or that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that Megan Fox isn't bisexual. A hundred percent, a thousand percent. And I, I'm glad that that has been a topic of conversation um, in media and on your podcast. And I just think in, in today's society, more people are talking about it and recognizing bisexuality. There definitely is still a ways to go, but I'm glad that celebrities are being open about it. um, And like people are talking about it. And I hope that now they feel valid in their sexuality and seen because their sexuality is valid and we do see them especially like you and I and people in the community who think this way and are so happy to see the representation and I hope that as we keep going like that normalization will just continue to grow because I do think that there is still a little bit of stigma and especially for somebody who hasn't been with a woman and who is in a straight passing long-term relationship and who is pansexual, like all of those things, I think there needs to be more conversations about it because I haven't seen much representation of my own experiences. Even on like a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even on a TV show, like. Or a movie. I'm trying to think actually. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It's like off the top of my head. TV character. Yeah. That's bisexual or gay. That's in a straight passing relationship Mm -hmm. I feel like there's one that's coming to mind where they're like oh she's bi oh there definitely is I mean we'll look it up later for sure but she's in like a um a hetero relationship or I haven't watched the new gossip girl but I know in the new gossip girl they talk about like that was is something that would definitely be represented or they even get into polyamory and stuff like that that's awesome. Yeah, polyamory is something too. And like non-monogamy, like that's something that I feel like has no representation either. Um, and you know what I was just thinking, like I atypical came to mind because of that character. What's her name? Casey. 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 Yeah. She's in a in a relationship, a straight passing relationship, but she's bisexual. Right. So that's a character that came to mind. But I also like there is that narrative then that she kind of like cheats on her boyfriend or like, you know, is is figuring out her sexuality. And I feel like that is the more common narrative that we have. I don't know some like a character that's maybe just happy in their straight relationship and is also bi. Like, I feel like it usually leads to like, oh, but I want to explore this like with this girl or like kind of like an unsure kind of thing and I just yeah it's not always like that like there can be people who and there are people who are in straight passing happy relationships who are bisexual actually there's a there's somebody on uh Instagram I can't remember her handle at the top of my head so look it up Alicia Mm -hmm. McCarville I think is her name um, I don't know if you've heard of her or follow her, but she um, is just an amazing influencer. She's li- She lives in a larger body and she's like all about body positivity and like abolishing like fat phobia. And her boyfriend is like um, more of a straight sized kind of gym kind of guy. And she gets so much hate because people are like, oh, he's obviously cheating on you or he's this and that and like why is he with you kind of thing like people are just horrible and so she's a great um person to look up to in that type of relationship because I feel like that doesn't have a lot of representation either um and society's so fat phobic like she just 
paint like paints an amazing picture of her life and her relationship but she recently came out as bisexual and I remember just loving it because she was like getting all this hate of like how do you know you've been with your boyfriend since you were preteens like they've been together these two since they were like 13 years old and she's never been with a woman sexually she's never been within a relationship with a woman she's only ever dated Scott is her husband's name um and she's like so vocal about like that doesn't mean I'm not bisexual like you know like she's she's so firm in her stance and she's like I've always known I'm bisexual like it doesn't mean that I'm not just because I've only ever been with one person like she's just and she has an amazing voice and I I really appreciate having that representation on social media that's like one person that comes to mind can you send me her Instagram yeah yeah 100% she's from Canada should I get her on the pod <laughs> I would love that I would love if you had her on the pod I'll send it to you uh, after the pod yeah okay unless you want it now <laughs> just send it to me after because um yeah. yeah I think her story is also very I didn't I've never heard of her and I think that's that's very very cool I'm glad you told me about this that's must be really mm-hmm. good for you to also have someone like saying that so out in the open and you're like preach that's me snaps you're preaching to the choir but <laughs> I'm like so happy that she's t- saying that to her large following because not a lot of people are like we talked about yeah mm-hmm. yeah well I have one final question for you I'm just curious how do you navigate your feelings of being pansexual or being very sexually like fluid in your identity while being in a committed and loving heterosexual relationship like how do you navigate those feelings Mm, that is a good question um well (laughs) I'm very very lucky that my partner is so supportive and so understanding he's never ever made me feel like you know I'm not valid in my sexuality Mm -hmm. and if I ever wanted to talk to him about it I know that he would be a listening ear so like, I'm just so lucky to have that support um, and be with a partner who loves me for who I am and, and sees me. And I'm also so lucky to have the friend group that I have and the family that I have because I never feel like you guys are judging me. Um, and I know that you guys always see me and listen to me. It would be much harder to navigate my feelings without that support system. And I feel for people who don't have that around them. Right. Um, especially because I'm such a a a connection like a social person that stuff is really important to me but I also feel like it's just taken me a long time to just accept this is who I am I'm in a straight passing relationship but I also am pansexual like those things are not mutually exclusive like they can overlap you know and they do for me Mm mm-hmm And so just giving myself that self-compassion and understanding. And when I have an intrusive thought, like the ones of like, oh, like people don't think that you're valid or do you even like girls, (laughs) like whatever the judgments are, I think just letting it pass. Like that's just a thought. I'm practicing therapy on myself. Yeah, the therapist practices therapy on herself, guys. Yeah, and let me tell you, everyone everyone needs therapy or should be in therapy or could benefit from therapy and therapists therapists are not excluded in that like therapy has definitely helped me a lot 
just with accepting myself in general, but like, this is a part of me. So it's very important, Mm -hmm. but yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing is just self-compassion and, and being your authentic self. Like if I wasn't my authentic self, as much as I could, I can be, I think that would cause me a lot of anxiety and a lot of like a lot more gaslighting myself. But because I can, I try and stay true to myself and I try and stay so open. I think that helps reaffirm it for me because it's just a constant reminder that I'm living my truth and like, this is who I am. Yeah. That's really, that's really nice actually. And I think the biggest thing you pointed out too, is that you feel like you're being heard by your partner as well. And it's like something that he validates too. You know what I mean? Like it's not Mm -hmm. this hidden thing where you can't talk about being pansexual or him even knowing. Yeah. That your pan, I mean, I, I think sometimes people can have insecurities around that. For sure. Um, but it's nice that you feel it's okay for you to talk about it and be like, nope, this is me. I love you and I'm committed to you. Yeah. Yeah. It, that doesn't change my identity. Yeah, it doesn't. And like, it's just, it's so great to just be able to be so open with him. Um, And I'm so, I'm so grateful for him. And I was just thinking, like, I was laughing because- like we're so open. Like if we were watching like a TV show, like I I would be like, oh, who do you think's like the most attractive, like out of all the girls? And then like I could tell him my opinion too, and we can talk about that openly. And like he knows that I'm attracted to girls and find girls attractive. And he's never like, you know, insecure about that or invalidating of that. Like he we're just we can just be ourselves and be so open. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. And maybe it takes some time. And I think for any listeners who are in the same position as you, like, what would you say to them? Like for any advice, if they are Mm. queer, and they are in a straight passing relationship, and they're committed to their partner, what would you say? I would say that, okay, so are they feeling like they're struggling with it? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. I would say like, if your partner loves you, which I'm sure they do, then they will accept you for who you are and they will see you for who you are. And that doesn't mean that it might take some time to understand because not everybody gets it like right off the bat. Um, But if they love you, like communication is so key. Just if you feel safe in your relationship, just be yourself and be open because being your authentic self just it brings you so much inner peace that it's just it's not like it's not describable you know it's indescribable Um, yeah whereas like not being your authentic self causes nothing but just anxiety and like almost like a guilt just like an uneasy right like you don't want to feel like you're hiding something if you want to be with someone I think that it's so important to just be honest and be yourself and that will only make them love you more. Mm-hmm. It will. And I think like, yeah, just, just always try and be open and vulnerable. It's not an easy thing to do, but they will appreciate that. And you know what, if anything, maybe they'll be like, thank you for telling me that. Like, thank you for feeling so comfortable to tell me and what can I do to like support other resources we can like dive in together. Mm-hmm. Is there anything? Yeah, I think it's always nice. You want to have your partner's back. For anybody who has a partner who is coming out to them or being vulnerable with them, just listening to them and exactly what Persis said, like that's that's so supportive and so 
meaningful, like that will just make the person feel so safe. And I think that's beautiful. Listening is big. Just, just listen. At the end of the day, people just, they want to be seen and they want to be heard. Right. Yeah. And accepted exactly. for who they are. Exactly. Well, Kaylin, thank you for being a part of this. I feel like, um, uh, our girl on girl listeners will really needed your perspective. We haven't really actually even had someone on the podcast yet who's in a straight passing relationship and who's who identifies in the community. Like mm-hmm. we've talked about it for sure. We've kind of brought up like scenarios or we've had even um some listeners drop in some voice notes for us or mm-hmm. like drop in mailbags to say like this is my scenario. I'm openly bi, but I'm engaged to the love of my life. But him and I or her and I have these like really open discussions about my feelings and how I navigate them. So mm-hmm. it's really refreshing and nice to actually have someone who means so much to me and who I know is such like a, I don't know, very honest person and someone who feels a lot. You're very empathic. I think like you're a very, like you feel a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I'm just really grateful you did this. I know you were a little nervous. So, <laughs> and I do feel a lot. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of feelings, a lot of feelings. But that's, I think, why I was a bit nervous. I just, I want to, to help people. And I hope that somebody comes away from this podcast feeling a little bit more understood, and that I can relate, because it's, it's so important. I mean, you guys have talked about representation all the time and how important it is. And I, I agree. So hopefully, yeah, people can take away something from this conversation that's that's all I want and thank you so much for having me I it's an honor I love your podcast I mean you know I'm like your biggest fan but <laughs> I'm I'm so happy to be here thank you and where can the listeners follow you if they want to drop you a dm or if someone's like I need to talk to Kaylin because this is exactly what I'm going through or I'm discovering myself and what what where can they find you oh my gosh 100 percent. I'm my inbox is always open I love talking to people <laughs> I mean I'm a therapist so it's my job but I'm more than happy to start a conversation so um, anyone can find me at Kaylin Camps on Instagram which is c-a-i-l-i-n and then c-a-m-p-s all one word yay well guys you heard it here first Go follow Kaylin. Go chat her up. Flood her inbox with all these questions, please, and voice notes. <laughs> Just everything. Just everything. But um, I don't know. You're definitely a go-to for me when I need advice or if I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in a crisis, like come and help me. So you are really, really good to talk to. And I'm sure everyone would appreciate your take on this and they will after hearing this conversation. So oh, I thank appreciate you. that. And you're that to me too. I hope you know. love you thanks thanks girl i love you okay guys for this week's in case you missed it i know it's like a little bit of old news but i really wanted to talk about it the moment i saw this article come out i saw it on diet prada but basically anne hathaway and michaela cole have just been announced to star in a new A24 film and they're going to be playing a lesbian couple. Like, guys, I'm sorry, what? Basically, this is what we know and I'm getting all this info from uh, Diaprada and I'm just obsessed because I really, really do love Anne Hathaway. But basically, the film is going to center around the two main characters who are going to be played by Hathaway and Cole. 
David Lowry will be directing, and the film is aptly titled Mother Mary. It's described as epic pop melodrama following a fictional musician and her relationship with an iconic fashion designer. Anne will be playing the pop star and Cole will be playing the iconic fashion designer. I mean, say less. <laughs> you really don't have to say anything else. I'm already going to go watch this movie. Not only is Anne going to be playing the role of a pop star, but she's also going to be using her own voice to sing the songs. Jack Antonoff and Charlie XCX will be co-writing the soundtrack for the film. So that alone just shows that this movie is going to actually deliver some very, very good pop songs. So I just wanted to share what some people have been tweeting and what the reaction has been to this new Anne Hathaway and Michaela Cole, like lesbian power couple movie <laughs> announcement. Um, Sapphic Sandwich on Twitter wrote, babe, wake up. Anne Hathaway and Michaela Cole playing lesbian lovers in an upcoming movie. News just dropped. Anne Hathaway playing a sapphic, the way I keep winning lately. This is from Pajama News 2. Brianna is writing, wrote on Twitter. <laughs> she shared an article and just wrote, oh my God, lesbians in capital letters. Um, and there's a few more. I'll just read this one. Someone said, it's my wifey, Jong Han. I think that's how I say it. They wrote, lesbian... Anne Hathaway and Michaela Cole, pop star and fashion designer, Jack and Charlie, A24 film, Mother Mary. Every single thing about this movie is specifically chosen to inflict physical emotion and spiritual harm on me. Like if you picked apart my brain. Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm so thrilled by this news. I already love A24 as like a film production company. I find I'm always very drawn to their movies. So something like this with an actor who I really love and Michaela Cole as well. Absolutely beautiful. I feel like this is going to be a really, really good film and just more of the representation we need, right? Like just based on looking at them alone, they are both them presenting humans. And I think we really, really do need that. So stay tuned. I guess we'll have to wait and see when this movie is going to be announced, Mother Mary, but was so excited to talk about it for this in case you missed it. Anyway, going to wrap it up there. I hope you really, really enjoyed this episode, guys. And once again, I'm so sorry for the delay in releasing it. But, you know, want to make sure I'm releasing quality content and your girl P just needed to get like a little brain reset <laughs> over here. Anyways, I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Love you so much. <laughs>